3: And Trey Leslie go to practice Shanahan explained in detail what happened And I was like man Shanahan actually does care about this kid Now it doesn't work didn't work out and I got to do what I got to do I got a quarterback who's ready to win now and I got to win now with this roster But I thought the way he broke that down There's a lot of coaches who wouldn't do go to that level of detail saying well we moved off." Like think about Bill Belichick well we moved off him we made our move Next question he went into every little detail on why it didn't work out, why he didn't go to practice, why we moved him. We gave him a chance. Do you want to stay here? This is the deal. We'll love to keep you. But if you want to move on and go to a ch- get a change of scenery, we're willing to do that for you. And I said, man, because Shanahan doesn't show a lot of vulnerability, no. to your point. And I think he's growing to show some of that. I think his Super Bowl week, is, he's been on fire. Media Day, whether or not he was sauced up or not, I thought Shanahan breaking down the game manager term and breaking Possibly. down how we picked Brock Purdy, I was like, damn, has Shanahan ever sounded better?
4: No, no. And to your point, like when you keep getting very, very, very far and losing, in the modern era, it just it feels like the way people talk about you, the discourse, yeah. is you're a failure. Yeah. It's almost better to lose earlier in the rounds in today's modern news cycle than it is to lose at the very end. I don't believe, I really do, this is just me, I don't believe any coach could lose three straight Super Bowls the way Marv Levy lost four. <laughs>
3: Do you? No. And survive? Not in today's age. Do you? Not in today's age. Not in today's age. If you lost two
4: in a row, I think people would be like, I don't know, man. Think of what we're saying there. Yeah. You got all the way to the Super Bowl multiple times and lost. Yeah. Marv Levy did it four times. I don't believe in the modern era. He keeps
3: his job. Nah, he's one
1: of the greats. But,
3: but depends. It, I, depends on the market. Depends on the situation. Being a Buffalo. I think help Marv Levy, Okay, if he was saying the New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, you know, a big boy market, mm-hmm. he's out of there. Yeah! Out of there. By the way, you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HG1, San Francisco. The San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown. The kickoff clock says we are three days, eight hours, 23 minutes, 43, 42, 41, 40 seconds away from the big game. The big game on Sunday. Which Pete's Coffee is sending us to. Shout out to Pete's Coffee. We're going to Vegas. You'll be leaving Saturday midday. Love me to be leaving Saturday midday. I'll be leaving Saturday night to be in Las Vegas for the big game.
4: Think about Jim Harbaugh. He can't win the big one. Well, now he just did. And now it's college. So I know people will say, well, he's never done in the NFL. Is he a different coach? Like, is he that dramatically different?
3: I don't think so. I think Today he's than carky. he was 10 years ago. Did still. you watch his introductory press conference with the Chargers? It was great. He's still the same awkward dude. Yes. Now, I'm
4: sure there's little subtleties that he's, you know, because coaches have strengths and weaknesses that they work on over time. And I do believe you draw from experiences and, you know, what you did seven years ago, y- right. y- you remember and maybe you try things different or you do something subtly the same. But, like, they're essentially the same guy. Right. And so if Kyle Shanahan wins one, everything changes about him. But he's really still the same guy. Yeah, he and is. I look at Andy Reid. Andy Reid is still really the same guy. But he won that one, and everything changed for him.
3: Well, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan wins this one. Now we could say, you know what? Yeah, you're better than Ming-Fay, right? We could say, you're better than your contemporaries. Okay, it's valid to be a top five coach in this league. All of a sudden, everything you've done to build it brick by brick, it's all come to fruition. Now you're a made man. Now you're one away from your pops from it, winning the Super Bowl. It, you know what I'm saying? It I changes know. everything nationally. But if you ask every GM in the league, would you rather have Mike McCarthy, who's won a Super Bowl, or Kyle Shanahan? Oh, they'll say Kyle Shanahan. I'm laughing at the Cowboys for keeping Mike McCarthy. But Think about it, that. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, now you're a made man. Right. But you have to be the win no, that one. No, I know. One. Andy Reid wasn't a made man until he won Super Bowl 54. But the, and I thought Andy Reid was a Hall of Famer going into that game.
4: But I guess my thing is the measurements and how we quantify these things –
3: it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make the sense.
4: The margins are so thin. It doesn't he's make sense. He's excellent.
3: No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, let's go to Jose in Idaho. Then we'll get to Uncle Gene. Jose, what's happening? You're on the roast.
0: Hi. Hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan? Uh, yeah, he, he's a good coach. He uh, This uh, Sunday in the will yeah he'll pull it off. He'll be fine. You know? But... But uh, as always, as I was saying, uh, I I've been I, I've called it since last April that Niners will win
3: at all. Oh, wow. there it is. There it is. An eighteen-month tease. Good call. Good call. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene, what's up? So
4: I used to tease Friday night on Monday. Hi. Hey guys, what's
3: up, Oakland? Good morning.
4: <laughs> hey guys.
0: Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, Gene.
4: and I have. <laughs>
0: We have something a little special for you and the roasters, okay? Oh, we love it. We uh, love you it. ready for this? Oh, we're ready.
4: I'm always ready.
0: Okay. It's too old. And Auntie Jan here. Auntie we're Jan laying Jan down rhymes. Was... <laughs> ain't, ain't no Ishmael Reed, but I can pass you some dimes. Mahomes thinks he's the goat, but sure hates getting hit. When the Niners are done, the whiner won't be worth spit. Bring it home. Bring, bring it, home. it home. Bring the long home. A bring a this is, is where belong. Belong. Bring bring it belongs, bring it home, bring it on, home. Hit them high, hit them low, wipe that smug off their faces, strike fear in their hearts, and put them all in their places. <laughs> Taylor loves those Grammys, but nicks the Super Bowl party. Cause you and Travis ain't touching the Vincent Lombardi. Bring it home, bring, bring it, home. it, bring it home. home, bring the Lombardi home. home. Let, Let it light out the bay. bring, it, bring home. it home, bring it, it on. on, home. It's bang, bang, Niner game. Till we hoist the silver cup. Once our shelter dog quarterback makes the haters shut Shut up. up. Get ready, Niner Nation. The moment is near. Casey's dynasty ends, ours begins, and it all starts this year. Bring it home, bring it home, home. home, Uh, y'all know it's fake. When When the Niners
3: win the big one, one. 31-28. Oh, my God. That is that, we gotta go to break, man. That's uh, the best t- duet <laughs> since Bone and Biggie. <laughs> oh my god. Poem of, of the t. Year Jan, GB
4: Award, man. When
3: OT Jan said the Vincent Lombardi. I loved it. It's like wow. Wow. Uncle G, man. That had a little king of rock.
4: There is none higher.
3: G trying to go back to back when it comes to Roaster of the Year.
4: Um uh I'm a little
3: uh, yeah, I was a little in shock. We're all in a little shock. What's coming over the yeah, game brought to like you by no the Farmer's Mountain. Talk? Marvin Gay is proud of that duet. <laughs> Marvin Fall calls 888-957-9570. Tom Raffman will join the show at 830. We'll talk to the former Super Bowl champ here on the road at 830. we got a lot of guest lists going on. we got we got a lot of things going on here. Uh, but that's all coming up by Farmer's Talk. haircut pretty recently. Haven't asked me. Was you that did come something on? to it, but I lightweight farted.
4: Now back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. What?
3: Boy, the YouTube chat. I love you guys. I, but I lightweight farted. <laughs> oh,
4: there man. is a guru drop for everything.
3: Yep, Guru Sadiya Vegas. Yeah. Stiney said to Guru yesterday, I was listening on the way in, almost wrecked. So I was in the Chick-fil-A drive-in, trying to get some quick food before my nap, and the Sixers-Warriors came. Stiney said, It's Peckmore Holmes, maybe he's not going to feel the urgency to win this one, because he already has two Super Bowl wins. And I'm yelling in my car, uh, Kansas City has a chance to go back-to-back. The first team to go back-to-back since the Patriots 19 years ago. Uh, that's three and five years for Patrick Mahomes. That he basically surpasses John Elway for more Super Bowl rings. He's one behind by 10. Are you kidding me? Urgency. The Chiefs want this one bad. They want it bad, Snydy. It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's urgent. Everybody. You know, Magic doesn't have the urgency for this
4: particular finals. <laughs> yeah. Because he's already been there a few times. You know what? <laughs>
3: The Warriors of 2019 against the Raptors, they, they didn't really care. You know, they ain't you want too straight. Yay! You know, who cares about matching the Bulls and the Lakers? Like, who cares? <laughs> no urgency. I was laughing, man. I was like, Stine Stein- out- wants to talk basketball. So when I woke up from my nap and I'm on the way to NBC and I got Guru and on, they're all in on the Warriors. Here's what I Steine want to was know. like, I could hear him smiling through the radio.
4: What outfit is Gu wearing in Vegas day one? Oh, my God. I lost. I'm out. What I'm sweater out. is that man have on?
3: Guru, for being his age, <laughs> tresses like such an older man. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I would run around the studio naked. <laughs> like naked. you know, he's got young man energy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he dresses like my dad. Man, <laughs> my dad's like sixty-five. He does have the peanuts collection of
4: sweaters. Yes. <laughs> The Charlie Brown. Right.
3: <laughs> I shouldn't be talking about fashion or anything like that. <laughs> man, I'm Goo, fashionable. <laughs> No, you're not, Goo. <laughs> Brianna is. You're not. <laughs> is Goo uh, big at like the craps
4: table or poker or you know, blackjack? I don't know. Because he strikes me as someone who would be fun to hit the casino floor with. Whoa steiny strikes me as someone who's worked the algorithm of loading the penny slots so that he can get free drinks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Yay!
3: I don't know. He, he's like, you know, working the senior <laughs> circuit. Tyler Miller. Guru does have that OG Kimball swag. <laughs> you <know laughs> what I like what If you know what Kimball <laughs> Guru, the only guy Monday Night Football Niners Browns twenty nineteen. It is about eighty five oh. degrees out oh there, scorching hot. And Guru's got the Bill Cosby house sweater, had the Brooks on. brother <laughs> wool sweater on, sweating bullets. Duty. Talk about I'm not hot. Oh my goodness! Three career farts in my twelve years on air. <laughs> what? Um, three career farts?
1: <laughs> like it's his assist number. Yeah, it's the best. Part. Let me tell you. Oh
3: well, let me tell you. When it comes to career farts. I may have had three in the last hour. I got not no five, problem laying with, six, I got, seven. Hey, listen. I had no problem laying SBDs on this show. You can't smell them, though. They smell like uh, cologne. All right. I know. Oh, we're going to get back into the Niners. It's Super
4: Bowl week. Chanel I'm super cologne. excited. <laughs> when you hit the the floor, when you hit the floor, solo or in a group setting, your choice, you can determine, what are you looking for first?
3: The, the the you know. Oh, casino? Yeah, the casino. The casino floor? Oh, well, first of all, you got to walk in there with super swag. Okay. You got to make sure the change are out. Mm-hmm. You may even have to wear shades indoors. I'm, may have to be that. I'm not mad with that. You just make you, you just strut. You just scan scare the area. Mm-hmm. All right, who's here? Who's not? Oh, okay, I see oh, a little eye candy. Okay, ooh. You see what's going on? Okay, that table. Ooh, who's at that table? Let me go sit on that table. <laughs> shasky didn't change the subject quick. <laughs> well, this is what I look for.
4: I look... For the non-smoking roulette table, if oh, I'm in a
3: group, there's always going to be smoke. I
4: know, but I'm looking for the non-smoking one because there's usually one Good that's a heavier that.
3: smoker. One. Good luck with that. I
4: know, and I'm I'm looking for, and we're all going to go in, and we're all going to put our money on black or red or odd or even, and we're gonna we're all gonna start in a group. Let's go, let's go black, let's go. Like nothing. Sometimes is more, it works like that. Nothing is more fun than everybody putting money down on the same thing at the roulette table. I love that.
3: I love it, but I'm a chef of individual when it comes to money. <laughs> I don't care what you do. You bet already You bet on red. I know what I'm doing, and if I win, I'm gonna have all the time. If I win and everybody else is losing, guess what? I'm gonna have the same amount of fun as if everybody's winning. <laughs> as long as I'm winning, I'm having fun. Well, I just have fun in casinos right. in general. I, lo- I love casinos.
4: Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
3: I love casinos. You bet. You go. Going- you going in there? Uh I just got cash in my wallet for the first time in a long time. Here,
4: here's the thing that I've, I've realized about casinos with me is there are certain people that will sit down next to me while I'm at a blackjack table, for example, and I'll know right away, oh, I got to get up and move. I can't have you sitting next to me. Like, I'm that kind of like a weirdo. I believe right. in all the omens and negative and positive right. energy. We have one friend. I'll call him the dark cloud. And if he sits at your table, you're doomed. Mm. You just have to get up right now and leave. Mm. You know, you know who I'm talking about. People, everyone has one no, in their crew.
3: You know what I'm talking about. They do. By the way, uh, we got some trades in the NBA. Some trades What's going happening? on, man. Uh, NBA trade deadline. It is at noon. We're watching to see what the Warriors do. But the Indiana Pacers. Guess what? The Warriors are not going to have to see Buddy Hill today. Because Buddy Hield is getting traded to the Sixers. Oh, my God. For Marcus Morris, Furcon, Korkmaz. A three-second-round picks. Three-second-round picks. Buddy Hill going to Philly. Buddy Hill going to Philly. The trade the Lakers never made. Shout-out Kate Scott. This kid's Buddy Hill, baby. Marcus Morris getting traded from his hometown. Going to Indianapolis. Good trade-off for him, I guess. I don't know. Sixers lost seven and eight. But anyway, no, the casino floor is fun, man. That's why I don't know what I'm going to do when I get in Saturday night. Do I just stay at the casino?
4: Well, I know the first thing I'm doing. Slots. I'm getting a bottle of Mucinex because every time I go through the casino floor, the cigars and the cigarettes give me an automatic sore throat.
3: See, you always get hurt. You, I worry about you. I, I just, like, we could walk to Allegiant Stadium. I'm going to be worried about you snapping your hammy or something.
4: Nah, I'll be good on that.
3: Seems like the stings, weird things happen for
4: you. and uh, I'm feeling good. I put... 40 minutes up the other night and we lost our season's over
3: George Borges yeah, yeah. we lost ran by to the ground. three was he not happy
4: dude we had five guys I mean one of our guys got hurt we just we just, we, we were decimated George is on the way to Vegas right now huh? oh yeah he's excited
3: him and Izzy yeah he's excited first class he
4: wants to go to dinner Monday night
3: I'll think about it <laughs> I'll think about it Georgie Izzy was not happy with me busting her out saying that she was flying in private but when you fly private, you got to embrace it. So, like, 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 when you fly private one day, embrace it. Flex. I doubt that will happen. Oh, man. When I fly private, you're going to get the Instagram picture, the story, everything. Embrace it. Shanahan's 44 years old. How? Old? 44 years old. Dave
4: Johnson says, You're the oldest 40 year old on the planet. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> 44 years old. For some reason, he is the author of a 28-3 loss. Yeah, I don't get it. They went 11-5. and They won the NFC South that year. He was the assistant coach of the year. So, And he gets labeled for being too aggressive in a game where he's the OC. And I feel like that is the start of a negative perception
3: of him in these big games. So, one day. It's absurd. You know what, in the offseason, you know what we're going to do? We'll do a video series on that Super Bowl 28 to 3. I'm down with that. And I'm going to break down every play call that people misremember in that Super Bowl. Because I remember everything in that Super Bowl. Everything. Everything that happened. Evan Coleman getting hurt. Alex Mack played with a broken leg. Uh, their left guard, right guard, got hurt on the final possession. Holdy called that nullified the Mohamed Sanu catch that would have got them right back in the field goal range. Everything that happened. But because everybody keeps telling me, 28-3, to 3, he didn't run the ball, he didn't run the ball. Well, they didn't run the ball. They had a second-to-two. Next play, they get called for a holding. Then Matt Ryan gets sacked. But then... On the flip side, it's Tom Brady on the other side. So, you want Shanahan to get conservative with Tom Brady on the other sideline? Doesn't make sense to me. But I've done this exercise many, many times. Okay, well. About but- the 28 3 Super Bowl. And it disgusts me. You know how hard I've been on Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I've been very critical of Shanahan, especially the first five years of his career with the handling of the quarterbacks. Whether it's Jimmy or whatever. Just pick your guy, dude. Just get your quarterback so we can move on and let's play football. Stop complaining about Jimmy. Move off of him. But anyway, that Super Bowl, I got Kyle's back. That's our Dan Quaid, not okay. Kyle. So,
4: 2019, February of 2020. I think it was February 2nd. Niners have a 10-point lead at a second half on Kansas City. And they crumble. And it's not just Kyle. To me, the entire team crumbled. The defense crumbled. The quarterback crumbled. The offensive line crumbled. Yes, the coach uh, has a million different you know things that I thought he got right. away from. Whether it's the jet sweeps. Whether it's not running the ball with Mostert earlier in that game. Who was coming off one of the most historic... NFC Championship games ever, that one, that one I think, yes, he deserves criticism yep. for. Not not sole criticism, but I get it. He's the head guy. He's the play caller. I get it. That's his hand-selected quarterback. That offseason, Seth Wickersham says, that offseason in 2020, mm-hmm. they have a chance to go get Brady. Seth Wickersham says in this article, he thought he could win a Super Bowl with Nick Mullins.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's crazy. He was telling people... This is Shanahan yeah. telling people inside the building who are coaches, we can win with Nick Mullins.
3: You know, that's a gift and a curse because I believe that was shit ahead. He believes his system could produce anything, pr- produce greatness with anybody. The confidence twice. The in confidence, Which okay. I'm not mad at the confidence. Okay. But at the same time, you need some talent, right? And the fact that he didn't think he could win with Nick, I believe that he believed he could Win with Nick Mullins. And then the Sunday night Philadelphia game happened, and Nick Mullins is benched in the fourth quarter. What was at the beginning of 2019? What was the article? Who wrote the article about? Michael Silver, I believe. And what Michael did he Silver, He said that sources inside the 49ers organization said if Jimmy Garoppolo starts off slow, that could turn to Nick Mullins fairly quickly.
4: And a year later, he's saying that he thinks he can win it all with Nick Mullins. Which is crazy. And then 2020 is a disaster, and he, he flips over the Nick Mullins card. And how'd that look? did look good. And what did they end up doing that offseason?
3: <laughs> Maybe because Mullins had a dis- decent deep ball. When well, he dropped to Trey Lynch. uh You know what I thought was interesting, real quick before you keep cooking, was when Seth Workershev, you know, he was just discussing the Shed ahead offense and how half the league runs some variation of the Shed ahead offense. And people were trying to pick the brain of John Lynch at the senior bowl are basically like, you know, what is it about this offense? What what do you guys do so well? What's the big secret about it? They're not giving up any secrets, of course. You know, and they talk about the power, the physicality that the Niners play with between the tackles. They love to run the ball. They always talk about running the ball 30 times a game. If we get to the 30 number with the rushes, that means we're – You know, we're winning the game. Mm -hmm. I feel good about where we're at during the game. Um, And then you think about the spacing, all the spacing that he creates, all the illusions and the window dressing that creates the space in the middle of the field and outside the numbers. And then they brought up math. Math. I think analytics are a big part of Shanahan's process. I'm not saying all of it. I'm not saying to the level of Daryl Morey with the Philadelphia 76ers, but I do think math is an equation because they always talk about the end of the first half. We want to have the ball at the end of the first half, and we want to double up. We want to control the clock. We want to make sure we maximize possessions, but having the ball at the end of the first half, we feel good about. So that's an underrated aspect of Shanahan's offense, I think. Not only the physicality and all the spacing stuff, but they do rely on analytics with their offense and their scheme.
4: You know, As you peel it back and you talk about Mike Shanahan's entire philosophy of the run game, he liked to get to the outside zone because that's where the numbers were, where Mm -hmm. he could have more blockers than there were defenders. And you pull those guys away from the middle of the field to honor those areas, which opens it up for the passing game. So in your mind, like you call it math, I call it spacing. Yep. Angles, you know, very much like when we play pool Algebra. billiards. Algebra. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're I think you're on point with this. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but but B. He's been wildly successful, and he has had some failures. Yep. You know, I mean, 2021, they win seven of their last nine. They're at wild card game. Uh, they they back in. We're not back in. They win against L.A. on the final game of the year. They upset the Cowboys. Upset right. the Packers. Then they're up ten against the Rams against McVay. And McVay has the thing that Kyle doesn't have. That's the separator between the two of
3: them. The quarterback. Quarterback and the and Super Bowl. the Super Bowl. The quarterback and the Super Bowl.
4: Had I put Stafford on the Niners that and year? Jimmy on the Rams, is that too simplistic to say the roles are reversed? I don't even think
3: McVay settles for Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. At that point? You're probably not It wrong. was obvious that year is your that Shedahead was... There's friction. I, at some point, <clears throat> and maybe it happens if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday. At some point, we're going to get a resolution or some details about the relationship, the inner workings of the relationship between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. Because somewhere along the way, it soured. I don't know if it was after the ACL injury. I don't know if it was before the ACL injury. Because everything was Kubayano's first. When we came in, we were like, oh my God Is it- That's when this station turned into a Niner station. Is it ever just one thing in a relationship, though? No, it's a totality of things. Exactly. Things add up. I don't know if it was the offseason, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo going ghost on people. That's not a good thing. No. I don't like hearing that about my quarterback. No. Right? I'm I'm with you. So, but something happened along the way to where Kyle was just done with Jimmy. He was done with him. Well, if you're someone
4: like Kyle, as the Wickersham article, you know, alludes to, this guy pours over film. He is a film junkie. And I'm sure there are things on the film that Jimmy left out there because anybody who watches back the Niner games during that time, yep. if you're just a casual, you don't have to be Baldy, you don't have to be John right. Madden. You watch back, you're like, oh my god, they're leaving points on the board here. Yep. Now imagine being Kyle, the guy that's creating the plays, and you're having to pour over your film over and over and over and over again, and you're seeing mistakes all over the place.
3: Yep, that would drive
4: someone mad.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Now this article with Shanahan, talks about his creative process. And Seth Workership said it could be dark and volatile. His former assistants have trauma bonded over having to endure it. And if it, Even if he does make them leave the office on Friday afternoons, unlike many coaches, so they can spend time with family. One leaves for a better job elsewhere, another steps up, eager to learn, eager for the career opportunity, waiting on the other side. If you work for Shanahan, you accept and consent that there is a – there is a discrepancy in stature between himself and everyone else. He is, after all, not just a ahead at football. He's also just not an offensive coach. He's a total head coach versus the defense and special teams. That was intentional. When Kyle decided to enter his, this insane profession, Mike told him two things. Well, more than two, but two stood out. What was that Kyle needed to work with someone other than his dad, proving himself without nepotism stigma, which, of course, which is why he went to Tampa Bay, with John Gruden and company, too he needed to know the entire game he wanted to be a good head coach and he needed to learn the defensive side of football which is why he sat in defensive meetings out in Tampa Bay to learn both those things so I think the thing that Kyle you know people can scream nepotism, and all he's Mike's son Mike said before you coach with me you better go learn to coach elsewhere you need to prove to me that you're able to do this son hell Mike even told him to move quarterback
1: change positions in high school you're not a that's a throw at a football, yeah. said. <laughs> you know, it, it's always funny when we... we... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
0: Why? Why?
1: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
5: Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
4: We throw these nepotism things right. around. Mike doesn't own teams. Mike's not the one making the hires. Right. Now, do people hire people they know and people they like? For sure. And there are influences on things like that, but that's everywhere. You you know what a lot of young kids who I've coached, you know what they say? Hey, coach Joe. Can I put you down as a reference? And I go, absolutely. Absolutely put me down as a reference. That's how everyone in America gets their jobs, Mm -hmm. because of reference. But at the end of the day, once you show up on the job, whether it's Kyle Shanahan or you're working at a grocery store or you're going to be helping a contractor out, are you good on your own accord?
3: Yep. Yep.
4: It's a meritocracy. You're either good or you're not. Kyle's clearly good. He is good. Now, did he get opportunities that others might not have had? Sure, Absolutely. I'll accept that. But he's made the most of those opportunities.
3: You know, it's funny. I was talking to Scooty Barry. buddy Scooty Barry. Yeah, love Scoot. And his daughter's out in London studying abroad. So I had to talk with her because she wants to get into the business. Oh. And I said, you know, don't be afraid to use your last name. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have a last name that is very successful. Mm-hmm. And they fell. They should come to the pressure of living up to that name, or they fell with the opportunities, or they just had everything. So they're just like, I don't really need to work that hard because I already have everything. I'm comfortable already. I told Scooter's daughter, I said, "Hey, use that name, but when you get the opportunity, show them why you earn the exactly. job. Exactly. Because nepotism is one thing. You exactly. get your foot in the door. How many sons of broadcasters or you know journalists or agents?" That we've worked with in this business, in radio. And we've seen their work ethic. And they get in, and they fail. For sure. Cause they don't really want it. So... What you do with the opportunity? Yeah, sure, you may be able to get in totally quicker agree. than, say, a Joe Shasky or Bonte yes. Hill, but what do you do with that position? And Kyle is absolutely florist. He's taking that, saying, look, I got an opportunity, but he worked his way up, yeah. grad assistant. I'm going to be a quality control coach. Okay, I'll be the white receivers coach. I'm a Houston Texans. What do you know? I'm no OC now. now I'm going to go with my dad in Washington. Damn, my dad got canned in Washington. Let me go to Cleveland. Then let me go to Atlanta. Let me figure this out. So Kyle is taking advantage of his opportunities and He's proven to be one damn good head coach. Well, he's excellent. I-, I would say that
4: in life We talk a lot about what's fair and what's not fair when you and I both know life is not fair And it'll never right. be fair what I tell everyone, you know, I'm not that I have the secret sauce or anything is Life weeds out the weak If you are weak-minded Yep, have weak work ethic. If you are uh, weak in terms of how you treat others, yep. you will get weeded out in life. Mm-hmm. I truly believe in that, and I feel like as you look now and you look across the rubble, at how many mo- moments in Andy Reid's career was he considered the weak one? Yep. And now look at him. Now look at him. You know, I was listening to an argument about Andy Reid, and they were saying, "Had the rules on offense changed ten years earlier, are we sure he wouldn't be Belichick, and Belichick wouldn't be?" Yeah, I saw that.
3: I saw that. It's a very interesting. He was ahead of, of the game in a way. He's evolved. Exactly. He's evolved better than Belichick in his later years Absolutely. in terms of offensive mindset, football. No one understanding his weaknesses in. Let me get Spags in to run my defense. I understand defense, but now I can focus on offense and think about the evolution of his offenses, <laughs> going from traditional West Coast to spread game to window dressing to all the motions to five wide to four this... wide, jet sweeps, trick plays, you name it. Did the, did the Alex Smith playbook look like the Patrick Mahomes Absolutely playbook? not. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. But he maximized Alex Smith. No, I would say he. No was, doubt, Eddie, that's the essence of coaching. Yep, that is coaching. That you is know, coaching.
4: and so I get, I, I, I come back to Shanahan, and I say to myself, like, you know, I'm a true believer in all of these heartbreaks make it more sweet yep. for when you actually cash it in. And I'll use my own example. My wife and I tried to have children for the longest time, mm-hmm. and it, years, years, and a lot of heartbreak. Now I'm the happiest dad you've ever met in your life, and <laughs> I've it's it's not perfect, right. but I've salvaged every moment, and I truly believe that like all of the. Trials and tribulations leading up to it made it that much sweeter. Yep. And it made me appreciate it. Think about how many kids get a car at sixteen years old. I know. And they get one yep. gifted to them. Yep. They don't work for it. They know. And what do they nine times out of ten do? They wrap that car into the yep. side somewhere. Yep. They bang it. Yet you and I, we we had nothing growing up. We got a jalopy at twenty-something years old, and that's our jalopy. Yep.
3: No doubt. No Everybody
4: doubt. can relate to that. Nobody.
3: Everybody can. Taking a bus, building calluses. Working graveyard shifts. It, it helps in this business. I think a lot of people, too, you know, we t- talked about Shanahan and building the warts and building the warts to become a great coach. And I hope he the does war wounds, get his coronation. War wounds, no doubt about it. I, I equate that to a lot of people in this business, whether it's television or radio and sports media, journalism. You know, did you go out there and cover high school sports on the sideline? Not everybody had to, but me personally, I'm thankful I had to. Because I had to take my own stats. Yes. Whether it was rain, cold, whatever. You take your own stats. You do your own interviews. You're on deadline. Hell, there's times. I remember my car didn't start. I'm covered in Nova. No, it wasn't Nova. It was reared somebody. And my car wouldn't start. Toyota Camry wouldn't even start. So I was like, damn, I got 40 minutes to write this story. Wrote it on Blackberry. Cop ended up knocking on the door. Hey, you okay, son? Do you everything? Obviously, somebody snitched on me. You know, a black guy in a little car. <laughs> Turns out. It was Anthony Gordon's uncle as a cop. It was his uncle. Yeah, the quarterback. Oh my God. It was his uncle. I'll never forget. He goes, oh, you know, my nephew. I was like, dude, I just covered him in tear and they beat that side a couple of weeks I ago, right? the Niners to so track yeah, him. Yeah, right? Exactly. We had him on the air. I did. had him on the air. But those little war wounds has helped. Absolutely. build the calluses to where we do this stuff and we're like oh this is easy because we got through it all but you're thankful for all the trials and tribulations I, and Shedahead seems to be Kyle Shedahead that is seems to be thankful for that he always cites Starting to watch it like that's why the podcast with McVay is so good. Him and McVay talking about their yes. Washington days.
4: Well, you know, I think Bill Walsh has diluted what we what we consider success right. in America for for Niner fans, yep. right? Like, uh, excuse me, in football for Niner fans, he comes in in three years, boom, they win a Super Bowl. John Madden is more the route for more coaches yep. than what Bill Walsh did, which is immediate success yep. in year three with the Super Bowl. John Madden knocked on how many AFC Championship games, Monte Oh, over and over, kept losing them.
3: Kept losing him. What them. was it, year nine he won the yeah, Super Bowl? Year nine. But listen, four straight, Spinotti, four straight NFC championship game losses. Dolphins, Steelers. Uh, but think about this. Was too. John Madden a choker? No, nah, he wasn't. They just lost big games. Lost <laughs> to <Also laughs> some of the greatest teams of all time. Exactly. But I will say something about Bill Walsh. Although he had immediate success as a head coach. Yes. He didn't get that head coaching opportunity till very late. 49 years old. Because he was older, Al Davis even told me, I don't think he got the chops to be a head coach. Yeah. Paul Brown in Cincinnati, he wanted to stick it to Cincinnati any chance mm. he got because he got passed over as head coach there in Cincinnati. And he was running the offense, he was the offense coordinator in which the West Coast offense was built. Bill Walsh had to grind mm. to get to where that gets lost in the sauce. No, of you're Bill right. Walsh. By the time quote? he got to the Niners, think about his resume and where he coached at, who he coached with. What was the quote? Uh, he Al Davis
4: asked him, "Are you tough enough to be yeah. a head coach?" He said, "I'm a golden glove boxer. Right? Of course, I'm tough enough."
3: And he still doubted him. Yep, still doubted him. So, you know, he you thought got, he was too
4: cerebral for the era.
3: You got to go through your trials and tribulations. Hell, Andy Reid on the other side did in Philadelphia. Got closer, closer, closer. Finally, he broke through. And now, you know, he, I mean, he's on, on track to win three or five. I know. We, are, we had Gary Harrison on earlier from 6'10 in Kansas City. They've already got the parade mapped out. It's crazy. So, Shanahan can get this one, what does that do for him? How are people feeling about Shanahan? And think about this. All the quarterback mishaps they've had as an organization. The Trey Lance mistake. Obviously, it was a mistake. They didn't believe. It's so one of the trade worst for... trades
4: in NFL history. In, in NFL draft history. It's just okay. It happens.
3: It, oh, it is. If I you know. find a Brock Purdy. If you find a Brock Purdy, what's they're looking to do. It's as if right? they like lifted up the rock and, oh, my God, a pile of gold. Dude, so so they, <laughs> missed <our> Brock, <laughs> they missed our Trey Lance. We got through the Jimmy Garoppolo saga where it's Brady, it's Cousins. We went through. Think about this. I want to ask the fans this one. This is something we haven't got to this week. The Niners did pass up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. They even want to scout Mahomes. John Lynch was planted at Patrick Mahomes' pro day just to be a decoy because the Niners held the number two pick at the time. And, of course, they traded with the Bears. They dropped down to three. Bears go up to two. They take Trubisky. But the fact that they pass up on Mahomes, if Purdy and the Niners win on Sunday, does that make everything go away? The 2017 NFL Draft? Do we just say, you know what? Yeah, we could have Mahomes, but you know what? We got that one with Purdy. It's a great compensation package. It's a hell of a fallback player. <laughs> I will right? accept it. We pass on Mahomes and Watson. I mean, Bonte, this And it be, may not even matter.
4: There's going to be people that are going to be bitter no matter what, because that's kind of, you know, negativity sells. But, yeah, yes, if they could beat Mahomes,
3: I'll overlook it. Wouldn't you? Absolutely. You beat Mahomes, and you should have beat Mahomes... Should have beat the Holmes a couple years ago. I mean,
4: we passed on Aaron Rodgers, and even though we beat him in the playoffs, I still was bitter because he had a Super Bowl, and we yep. have yet to get one yep. since then. Yep. And so, yeah, if you just get a Super Bowl, it takes all of it away. For me, I can't speak for everyone.
3: It does take a lot of it away. The Trey Lance pick, the Jimmy Saka. You win this Super Bowl, I don't give a damn about what happened Is beforehand. it the
4: greatest pivot, don't panic moment in the history of sports?
3: For the 49ers, yes. We had no choice but the pivot. I mean, think about the moment Jimmy Garoppolo went down in that Dolphins game.
4: Yeah, everyone was like, "You got to be kidding me."
3: We were not. I don't think you went to that game, did you? Uh, was you go to that g- Dolphins game because I didn't attend that one. No, I, I was stayed back. Maybe game. Chaz, we were just chilling the living room what for a birthday. What was I doing for that game? I forgot what happened, but yeah. I stayed back. I went to the Tampa game though. Yeah, we all went to the Tampa game, yeah. and they were Chad Purdy. and It yeah. was like, oh my gosh, we may have something here. <laughs> um, it's like, wait, wait a minute, let me walk some things back on the morning Rose. But think about that moment when. Garoppolo got hurt. And we weren't the biggest Garoppolo fans. His fan base was split when it came to Jimmy Garoppolo. I just
4: watched him look horrific against Kansas City. Hor- horrific, right? Just a couple weeks earlier. So, Even though he was playing
3: good ball. Yeah. He got peppered in that New Orleans game. Oh my gosh, he was getting popped. But he went down to that Dolphins game. We thought the season was over.
4: Yeah, most most people did, yeah.
3: And Shanahan ahead company didn't panic. So I have to start believing them. I have to start believing Romanowski when he says Mike Shanahan told him that he told Brock Purdy in training camp, hey, be ready. You got it. I don't know when the time's coming, but you better just be ready. Like that cut is like, wait a minute, what? What is going on? And then you get jet talking this week about the first week of camp that you were at. I was following your tweets all throughout Trading Camp in Europe. I'm reading every damn article. Nobody said a word
4: about Purdy. No, no, no. I'll never forget it. And I'm not even pretending like I was on it. I turn to Lankford and I go, he's good in the drills, but he's so small. I just don't see it. He's so small. I remember word for word. I almost want to grab Lankford from KCBS and ask him about that. Unbelievable. I also identified uh, Burford as a guy who would start yeah. on the Niners' offensive line right yeah.
3: away. Now he's not starting. Well, so. he did
4: start year one. Yeah,
3: he what? did. He started year started one. He one. was correct in real time. <laughs> you gotta give a patch yourself on the back. It's correct but no. Time. But it's crazy though. My is on crazy. Trey Lance. It's crazy. But how I hate we, on other things. It is crazy how we've gotten to this point. Like Ahead is in the Super Bowl for the second time. They've gotten the four NFC Championship games in five years, which is insane. It is. And if you can get this one. Gosh, man, just this one. It validates everything he's done. Everything. And now we're moving into the future saying, all right, now let's stack some more. Let's stack more. And then all of a sudden, you get all the players from all around the NFL, that like the Warriors. They just get all these guys on mid-level co- uh, contracts. Ring chasing. Ring chasing. Man, they got a cook in San Francisco. Let me go play for the Niners, man. Anyway, let's go to Miley. Very good conversation. Yeah, about yeah. You yeah. Miley Walter, Creek. Miley, what's happening?
0: What's happening, guys? I got something for you.
3: Okay. I may mess it up. I hope I don't. I'm going to get into it if you let me. Just tell me when. Nah, you just go. You go right now, Miley. Let's go. Cook.
0: As the big game approaches, the questions are clear. Shafki is trembling inside with fear. But as the game draws close, Bonte is cool.
3: As, but when the ball kicks off, ah, he's fun, blowing it. Start it over. Let's run it back. Miley, take a deep breath. Take a – because I see the vision. Miley, I see the vision. I see the vision. I see where you're trying to get to. I feel it. Take two. Take two, Miley. Take your time. Game goes the- well. The Niners get six, Bonte and Shasky. Now in the mix. They've
0: got their title, which lasts for all time. Bonte and Shasky
1: can stir be the why? why Oh, oh Miley. so
3: close. Miley, give it another crack tomorrow, man. He he was so was close. close.
1: We're on the verge of
4: greatness.
3: I read it to my boy Jihad a couple Warriors game, That was Warriors like game. a Brandon Bell that
4: bad. He fouled <laughs> off 18 in a row and then struck out.
3: He didn't get the 18 pitches, dog. He got the three. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> he Did the back Always got to go for the belt chip shot. <laughs> so my, my boy Jihad, man. Uh where, where's where's his uh he's got a coffee shop uh in San Leandro I gotta get the name of the coffee shop real quick. But uh, gee, I ran it to him at the Warriors game remember he told me he goes, remember when I called you Steiny and Guru? It's like, yeah, you got stage fright. Because like, yeah, man, the lights got a little too bright. <laughs> a lot of people, you know when they run it to him, oh man, I love the roast. I'm gonna call in one day. It's like, okay, sure. Then when you call in, you're like, I remember the first time I ever called Ratnage I got so damn nervous. I was on hold for like an hour and a half. And then I said one thing about the kicker. And then Ratnich said, what well, could have, should have, kid. Da-da-da, and then hung up on me. I was like, damn. i have like, waited an hour and a half for 10 seconds. Damn, Ratnich. Sometimes you get stage right there. You get a little nervous. I'm now envisioning the king holding court and
4: a young Bonte who's like, you know, from the slums, like Gladiator, coming up to the king trying to get a word in. And then one day realizing, when I'm king, I'm going to be different. <laughs>
3: Dude, I was on the side. I was at SF State on one of those side roads. on you to In the car, waiting for class, listening to Ratnick. Niners had lost to the uh, to the Rams in overtime with Kaepernick. Harbaugh's like second or third year, whatever it was. And I'm, I'm just hot. I'm angry. Yeah. I want to get in on the kicker. Yeah. I thought I was going to have takes. He's going to give me two minutes. I'm going to cook. Two minutes? I'm going to sizzle. Yeah. That was not going to happen.
4: that was not going to happen. Yeah, gonna
3: Unless happen. you were Johnny DeGout, man. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Not with Ratnick.
4: What was it? Don't give me no lines and keep your <laughs> hands to yourself. That was the best thirty minutes of radio. Oh man, God, that was good.
3: Shout out Gary Radich. Hope you're doing well, G. Rad. Seriously, even though he's probably asleep right now. He always told me though, know, I was doing a crowd hit with him during the finals, See, and what I brought he say? up, I brought up these like numbers and stuff. He goes, kid, you're bringing up all these numbers. Nobody cares, okay? And I was like, come on, Uncle Gary, and he goes. Hey, let me tell you something, Bate. I love you. But you call me Uncle Gary one more time. I'll tell that other station to fire ass in a heartbeat, okay? <laughs> your Radnitz impression is hilarious. Then he goes, Then afterwards, you no, know, I go down to Kron to the set. He goes, hey, kid, come here. Come here, Bate. <laughs> You're doing well. <laughs> let me just say, you. Get your foot in the door on TV. You can do both man. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> and then, you know, so then I'm like, oh like, you know, Radnitz, let me get into the I was like, Radnitz, <laughs> True story. I'm covering the uh, NASCAR press conference, Gearly Square, uh-huh. for the examiner. Uh-huh. I walk in there. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Everybody in the NASCAR presser looks at me. It's like, what the hell is this kid doing in here? There's nothing but cowboy butt buckles and cow- <laughs> <laughs> cowboy hats. I mean, it's like, yeah, this is uh, this is different, right? I've been there, Shasky, as a freelance journalist, wearing those NBA pants, you know, the NBA patches. No, you were not. What's <laughs> just there, right? So I take... I'll talk to, like uh, Yuck Mouth? NBA Patches? Gosh, NBA Patches. I
4: had the pants alright. What was that song?
3: <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I know what you're talking about. The Lamborghini's the same color so, as the guacamole. <laughs> so, I interview, so I interviewed. That's this dude. Yuck Mouth. <laughs> I interviewed this guy. I interviewed this guy named AJ Digger, who was a NASCAR yeah. driver. He was from the area, so I do a story on him. Had no idea what I was doing, right? And so Ratness is there. I'm like, Ratness, man, I'm going back to the station. Can I get a ride with you? He goes. Kid, not with that crap on. Yeah, get in my car. Take the bus. I was like, "What?" <laughs>
4: I think the yuck mouth line was, "I'm a throwback fanatic, Air Force addict, Jeff Hamilton jacket, <laughs> NBA patches on my team jersey. Oh. I'm stuntastic." <laughs> yes, he did. I say think that. that's the line. Is that I the might line. Awful little. Oh
3: my gosh! That it was is good an all time. That Godzilla was album is Godzilla albums all time. Which one was a double album? Was it an ovulation or was it Godzilla?
4: Uh, that was the one where he said he smokes two blunts and drinks a 40 before he brushes his teeth. <laughs> the
3: song when they talk.
4: Rolex Rules? Yes. Remember that? Rap a lot. <laughs> I Need a gangster Girl? <laughs> dude, Yuck is one of my all-time favorites.
3: Ancestors in San Leandro. That's what it is. My boy Jihad. Ancestors, oh, Ancestors. in San Leandro. There we, we got go. to go out there. 510. Right out for the knowledge. Kyle the Mr. Jeff Trump's Hamilton line. jackets. You guys don't remember those, dude? Oh, I do. Oh, I do. And the NBA patches? Well, I've got a story off-air about the NASCAR jackets. Can't say it on there. Can't say it on there. I should say. Off-air. Got a story for you, Shasky.
4: I got a Steve Nash, 32, Shaq, Orlando Magic. And he had so many lines it's in that so, one. He was insane. He named every insane. throwback.
3: Insane. Let's go to the injury report.
4: It's time for the injury report. It really hurt. Brought to you by Boxer & Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation offer, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years.
3: Whoa, well, the Niners are on that terrible, terrible practice field at LV yesterday
4: I mean that that thing looks like Crocker Park
3: dude did you see what it? are we doing what are we doing for the Super Bowl what are we Kids doing City cities facility state of the art perfect turf and the Niners on this little high school field I mean, for the Super Bowl it's ridiculous <laughs> it's pretty bad Roger it's Bale ridiculous why does the Bay always get treated like this I heard the Niners are hot oh they're ticked they should have brought their asses back to Santa Clara anyway. George Kittle continues to deal with an injured toe tota, that kept him out of practice all last week. Eric Armstead was also limited, a limited participant in practice as he continues to battle through a foot and knee injury. every Thomas was also limited with an ankle injury. But do not worry, Niner fans. All three of those guys are expected to suit up on Sunday. The injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping your workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Where is Hillary at to send us some good luck? How's she feeling right now? Hey, Hillary, your birthday's booming. Hope your birthday's booming. Where are you at, Hillary? We're winning the Super Bowl in your stadium. How's that feel, Hillary? Shout out to everybody at Boxer. Gersey was coming up in the game. Brought (gasps) to you by Fremont. (laughs) Full service banking, no compromises. We'll get to your calls. 888-957-9570. Is this the Shanahan Super Bowl or what? It's certainly shaping up like it is. More coming up on The Russ. The Red and Gold Hotline is up and running.
0: Bang, bang, not again, done. Superbox.
4: Call it anytime. Get excited. Go crazy. I am very pleased that the
0: outcome
2: of the game go Niners.
4: Leave a message now. 628 400 That's 628-400-9880. The Red and Gold Hotline is brought to you by Somsation, the wine company. Experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at Somsation.com.
3: Hey, it's Willard and Dibbs for Safeway, and Safeway's the perfect one-stop shop for all the Valentine's Day needs. Dibbs, big Valentine's Day guy. I'm a huge guy for that. Yeah, yeah is that coming up? <laughs> it's right around the corner. Roses, a dozen beautiful stems for $24.99, 12 stem roses in an arrangement for $59.99, and the roses last a long time. New York steak, just $5.97 per pound, digital deal, plus two lobster tails for 10 bucks.
4: If it's roses or steak you're in, maybe it's chocolate. We have chocolate-dipped strawberries. Yeah. They're delicious. Huge berries are hand-dipped in-store using Belgian chocolate, $6.99 for four. And don't forget the wine, Mark, and I know you won't. Over 2,000 wines from more than 900 wineries.
3: It's amazing. And we know you're a guy, so you may not know how to do this. So Safeway has trained floral designers. They'll do the whole thing for you if you don't want to go to the store for flowers. Same-day delivery, SafewayNorCalFlowers.com or use FTD or DoorDash. And don't forget the school parties, yummy cookie platters and cupcakes in the bakery ready for you. Use the Safeway app to download digital deals in the For You deal section. Safeway.com for more details, and we'll see you in the aisle in order for small businesses to thrive they need to be smart efficient savvy staying ahead of the market at every turn finding ways to do more with less and taking advantage of every opportunity that comes their way that's why comcast business is introducing the small business bonus for a limited time you can get up to a one thousand dollar prepaid